going to send you up against the best. Yes, sir. You two characters are going to Top Gun. I feel the need. The need for speed. For five weeks, you're going to fly against the best fighter pilots in the world. You guys really are cowboys. I don't like you because you're unsafe. That's right. I am dangerous. The wild card. Flies by the seat of his pants. Yeah, I guess when I see something, I go right after it. It takes a lot more than just fancy flying. Gentlemen, this school is about combat. There are no points for second place. You figured it out yet? That's right. Who's the best pilot? No, I think I can figure that one out on my own. Tom Cruise, Kelly McGillis, Top Gun. Go, Welcome bro. to Movie the Podcast. That's right, Movie the Podcast. 250th episode, spectacular. It's a clip show talking about all of our favorite moments. It is certainly not a clip show. Like that one time. <laughs> can we do a clip not, show? I am not going through and editing a fucking clip show. You can suck my dick. Yeah, man. If we do a clip show, we don't have to actually record. Yeah. We need to suck our own dicks. No, that's you. If one dad. of y'all, if oh. one of y'all wants to go and clip a show, feel free. Kill, knock yourself out. I don't know how. Yeah, it, it would be a pain. It would be a huge pain in the ass. Wasn't that the was it the Simpsons two fifty that did the clip show or was it that? No, they had a they had like the the it was like the eighty third episode or something. Oh, like was that, that it? It was the. It, 138th episode spectacular. That was it, yeah. Yeah, with Troy McClure doing like the wraparound parts. It was good. Now, what I guess you I all haven't seen the hardcore season movie. in so long. Um, yeah. No, no, no. Um, that Homer had that secretary of Harvey Firestein. Like, I totally forgot about that episode. Carl. Oh, that's a good episode. Yeah. Isn't his name Carl? Go get him, Mr. Simpson. Yeah, that's the one with uh, possible homo, homo homosexual, I believe. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Uh, that that's a shame that character never came back. It was a good character. Yeah, I'm shocked they never brought that back. Uh, anyway, Gogs, what did we watch this week? This week we watched Top Gun, a movie that featured very young actors, and spoiler alert, a movie. That I did not have a lot of affinity or affection for when it first came out, and still don't. God, I watched this movie about four million times as a kid. I don't think as watching it, I don't think I've ever seen the whole thing all the way through until this time, until this viewing. I've seen this pieces may, of it. This may be the movie I've seen more than any movie yeah. besides Best of the Best. I yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the same way. Like I had this. This was like one of the ten VHS tapes that we had growing up, and I watched this movie I'm, a thousand. I'm incredibly times. glad that they didn't have digital video when I was younger because there's 100 percent a first grade talent show where me and my friend are singing "You Lost That Love and Feeling." Auditory full parents like. This movie is like a huge part of my childhood, and yeah. I'm gonna come out and not bury the lead. This is the most aggressively queer movie I have ever seen in my entire life. Oh, but absolutely. at the same time, it is like really is, trying to push a not gay agenda. This is gayer than cruising. This movie is super gay. This is like gayer than Call Me by Your Name. 
it's just like, but it, yeah, but I mean, like, well, I mean, we're gonna get into it, but like, we'll get into it. Alec, did you watch this movie as a kid? Uh, I've seen it. Like, I've definitely seen it, but like watching it, I got like I've definitely seen Hot Shots more. Oh yeah, that, yeah, that's a lot of like cross scenes where I was like, oh wait, I'm thinking of the Hot Shots version, not the yeah, that's exactly the, what I uh, did, not the Top Gun version. I I've, saw, Val- like, I've I've definitely seen this, but I've probably seen Hot Shots like a thousand times. I think I can't wait for Val Kilmer to explain twice. what a chafing dish was. I know, right? <laughs> well, wait, what's what's a crock pot? Oh, that's for cooking that's for all cooking day. all day. Like, I love that shit. I love <laughs> I love Hot Shots. I've seen Hot Shots so many times. Yeah, that, that, I love that movie. Think- Liz and I were talking about this because I was like, I don't. As we watch it together, I was like, as I'm watching, I'm like, I don't think I've ever seen this whole thing. And we drew the comparison that she had never seen Star Wars until we we got together, but she'd seen Spaceballs like a billion times, and she did the same thing. She's like, oh, okay, I see all the parallels. Yeah, Do I'm... you think Tom Cruise saw Val Kilmer's enormous teeth in this movie, and that's how he got the <laughs> idea to get his done? <laughs> his teeth are huge in this movie, and his, his neck is very long. His teeth yeah. are real big. He looks like Mecha Neck. All right, yeah. let's talk about what we watched, and then we can get back to... Yeah. Back, back He-Man villains. Uh, Alec, what did you watch this week? He was a hero, sir. Uh, <laughs> until that behind the music came out about him. Mechanic was a hero? I thought he yeah, was, he was part of the good guy. guys. No, he was one of the good guys. Oh. Um, I watched a few things. Uh, five few things. things? Five oh, things. Jesus, where do you find uh, this? Actually, six things, but I, I just finished. I just watched half of one of them. I just finished Step Brothers, and that movie's outstanding. Um, still holds up, huh? Movie bangs. Yeah. Still funny. It slaps. I, have you seen the? Uh, I don't remember if I posted it anywhere or not. But somebody made like a deep fake with uh, Arnold and Sylvester Stallone as Will Ferrell and uh, John C. Riley, respectively. And now I kind of want to see that movie. <laughs> it was pretty great. Uh, no, I've not seen that. Look it up. It's funny as hell. Um, I'm gonna finish talking about a movie I started to talk about last week. Ocean's Twelve. That movie sucks. It it's does. Boring. Is um, that the one where they use Julia Dreyfus as, like to break the fourth wall, or not Julia yeah. Dreyfus, uh, Julia Roberts? Yeah, she she plays Danny Ocean's wife, but then they make her act like as Julia Roberts. Yeah, it's terrible, and it that just goes sucks. on for like forty five minutes. It's not even like a quick yeah, gag. I, I recall the first one being like totally serviceable. The first one's fun, and the third one's fun. The second one is just. Nonsense. They made three of them? Yeah, there's three of them. I think they made four. There's like a no, girl one, too. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, the girl one's a reboot, like a right? Years that, ago. Yeah, that one's, I don't think that one's connected. That's not in the, the Ocean's verse. It's not canon. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but the third one's good. It's not the monster verse. The second one is garbage. <laughs> like, I, I wouldn't bother uh, Wouldn't bother with that one. Uh, Vincent Ca- Cassell or Castle, he's in it. He's pretty good. I like Vincent Cassell, yeah. Um, did Soderbergh direct that one too? I'm uh, pretty sure he did all three. Yeah, Steven Soderbergh. Like the second one, I think part of the problem is that it's it uh it takes place in Europe and they're in like a thousand different locations. Like it, it feels like an Adam Sandler yeah. movie. It was just like a vacation movie. But they're like, oh yeah, we'll go to Rome and then Paris and then Belgium. We'll just go all over the place and take trips, nice little day trips across. So Europe. it's like an Adam Sandler movie. It's probably it was just like a fun vacation for all the actors. I literally said that less than 30 seconds ago. He just uh, said that. I did. <laughs> um, watched 
Nacho Libre. I haven't watched that in a while. Which uh, Jared Hess is kind of hit or miss for me. And this movie, scene to scene, is also hit or miss for me. Like some scenes I loved, and some of them were just like absurd, too absurd. They didn't. I didn't like them. Um, I like some of his movies. I like uh, Napoleon Dynamite. And I like Don Verdeen. I did not like Gentleman Broncos. Oh, Gentleman Broncos. Boo. Good, I still yeah. need to see Gentleman Broncos. I haven't seen that. Like, that was too weird. Like, I couldn't get into it. Um, you burnt Gentleman yeah. Broncos. Natural Libre is... It's, it's not bad. It's not great. Jared Hess is a weird dude. That guy's got some, like, emotional issues he's got to work through. Isn't he, like, he's Mormon? Mormon. Yeah. <laughs> ah. That explains a lot. Yeah. Him and uh, Taysom Hill. Got them special panties. Yeah. Taysom Hill fantasy tight end. Taysom Hill is fucking uh, Mormon. I didn't know that. Yeah, he had to go on a mission. It's part of the reason he didn't get drafted. He's like a Mormon eugenics experiment. Have you seen that fucking guy? Yeah, he's he he played pretty well today. You gotta you gotta feel for Jameis Winston though. It's like, the, <laughs> like why the fuck did they even sign him? Grab, him, like, grab him right by the puss. Nah, he James, just needs to get Jameis Winston just... grabs him by the puss. I don't yeah, know that. He when stole crab he... legs. He grabs by puss. I didn't know the puss part. I know that I remember the stealing crab legs. Yeah, no, it wasn't was grab like... him by the. It wasn't grabbed by the pussy. It was kicked him right in the pussy, or just right in the pussy. It was something like that. Fuck her right in the pussy. <laughs> that's what it was. Fuck him right oh. in the pussy. That was it. That's not too bad. That no, one, I guess that that's one, a little more acceptable. That one really doesn't seem that bad. No, it's like instructional. Right. Yeah, he could be president. I mean, grab him by the pussy is gross and kind of, but like fuck him in the pussy is like, well, yeah. I mean, otherwise, I mean, that, how are we going to get more people? Yeah, no, we, don't, we don't need more people. Right? Yeah. Um, watch The Golden Child, Eddie Murphy vehicle of The Golden Child. Wow. What How's a that hold up? I haven't seen that in a minute. It's interesting. It's something else. It's funny seeing Eddie Murphy be like his old funny self before he, yeah. before he got into like just making kids movies. You see the little naked man running around here with serious. a $100 bill? I know that Sean and I talk a lot about movies that were always on HBO, but The Golden Child was always on HBO. Yeah, <laughs> that oatmeal on. scene used to fuck me up when I was a kid. <laughs> oh, so gross. It's absolutely disgusting. Wait, was, but we, wasn't The Golden Child? I haven't seen it. Wasn't it a little more serious? Yeah. Yeah, it's like an adventure serious, movie. Yeah. But it's also Eddie Murphy. Yeah. He's still like cracking all his jokes and being, <laughs> being Eddie Murphy. But it's fine. It's not bad. I laughed. I laughed at a few points. Uh, it's just like all like 1988 action comedies. The action is mostly terrible, and the comedy is not great. But together, it's all right. <laughs> they both kind of uh, they both kind of suck, but together they're okay. Yeah, yeah. And Eddie Murphy has enough charisma that he can carry a movie like that. Got charisma. Um, Got that charisma. <laughs> The last thing I watched, which uh, was also the best thing I watched, was the Peanut Butter Falcon. Oh, that movie slaps. Yeah, oh, I, I keep hearing that's good. I need to watch it. If I would have how... seen it last year, it definitely would have been on the list. It might have been in like the top two. Like, how good is Shia LaBeouf in that movie? Shia LaBeouf, man, he he could like when he. I feel like when he wants to, he can be great. And then sometimes he's just like, nah, I'm fine. Like I don't, I don't, I don't feel like putting in the full effort on this one. Like, like he's great in this. Or he's a great in this. He was uh, great in Honey Boy, which also came out last year. Yeah, um, yeah, he was good in that. Then, he like, Fury too. 
He was good in Honey Boy, yeah. But then uh, other stuff, like, I don't know. Like uh, Nymphomaniac, where he changes accents like every three seconds. It's just like, what What am I supposed to be? Australian, British, South African, I think. I don't and know. he just bangs b-holes. That's Give me kind all of the weird white accents. It's like, it, it, that, that movie is like a huge mess, and I don't really recommend it, but it's almost worth watching because it's such a huge mess. And like, so, it's also like possibly every, long. Every part of the Every part of both movies is a mess. <laughs> like it's kind of like the choices that are made are very interesting in a Speaking way. Speaking of impossibly long, is is the foe in that movie too or no? What I don't yeah. believe so. Nymphomaniac? I don't think he's a nymphomaniac. Yeah. Is he? Yeah, yeah. yeah he plays. He, he plays yeah. the same character he plays yeah. in the anime. Right? It's 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 the Lars von Trier okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Peter Butter Falcon getting away from Willem Dafoe's hog. Peter Butter it's Falcon is uh, is spectacular. Like I cannot recommend it enough. To we everybody. can't. Is it on everybody? Is it on anything streaming? It's on uh, Amazon. I'm pretty sure we watch is where we watched it. It's, I need to watch it. It's, it was either Amazon or Hulu, but it was. What's streaming. it about? It's uh, so Shia LaBeouf is like a down on his luck, like fisherman, and like the like coastal Carolina. It's in the Outer Banks. Okay. Like, and it's like a period piece, right? Because it's like early oh, no. 90s. Is it? I think so. I, or that or, just, okay. that or it's just that podunk that all of their cell phones and cars are that out of date. Yeah, I think that's more That's more it, that it's just like kind of backwoods. Um, uh, so Shia LaBeouf is like a down on his, down on his luck fisherman. He's also kind of a dick, so you don't feel super bad for him. Uh, and then this other guy, I can't remember his name. He's a... Uh, Zach. Zach. He is has Down syndrome, and he has no family, so he's been thrown into like a retirement home. And he hates it, and he wants to escape, and he finally does escape. And then, when he is, after he gets, uh, gets loose, he runs into Shia LaBeouf, and they, they develop a bond. His escape scene is hilarious. Like, that kid is tremendous. He really is. And Bruce Dern helps him escape. Yeah. Oh, shit. How's he, he looking? A, uh, dead. <laughs> is it, and there, there's a, isn't like a bunch of real wrestlers in that movie, too? Yeah, Jake the Snake and uh, Mick Foley are in it. That's cool. Well, yeah, Thomas Hayden Church plays a professional wrestler named the Saltwater Redneck. <laughs> Did he fight the uh, Iron Yuppie? He's he's, he's really they good. Kill that Iron Yuppie. He's they really good. Me. He's really good at it. At good in it. Thomas um, Church is pretty decent in general. Yeah, but no, I would I would I would highly recommend it. I think both of you guys that haven't seen it will absolutely love it. I have no I have no real affinity for that Dakota Johnson. Yeah, but I really I really liked her in that movie. She's really good in the Suspiria remake. Yeah. She's very good in that. But in general, I agree with you. I haven't that that was the first movie I saw her in. I was like, wow, she's really good. Mm, and that is it. Oh, I started watching I think I've texted you guys about it. That show Ted Lasso, and you guys should watch that. It's pretty funny. Well, it's got Jason Sudeikis. He's yep. like a soccer coach or something. Yeah, he's an American football coach who gets hired by a soccer football team to coach them. So he goes from coaching American football to British football. 
how uh how much is Apple TV? Uh, I'm not sure. I just got an iPhone and it's free with the iPhone. Oh, really? That's cool. I got like a year free, so I don't. I'm yeah. not sure. <clears throat> um, I'm sure they got a. I'm sure they got a trial anyway. But yeah, they got some other stuff on there too. Uh, Stacy watched some show. I forget what it was called, but it has Steve Carell and Jennifer Aniston. It's basically retelling, basically about like Matt Lauer sexually harassing people. Oh, fun. Steve Carell's Matt Lauer and that Greyhound movie is on there, the Tom Hanks movie. The Bob's Burgers people have a cartoon on there too. Oh, oh yeah, they caught a bunch of shit because they cast Kristen Bell as a black kid. Yeah. Uh, but that Greyhound movie is on there too, and that Greyhound movie is really good. I need to watch that. Maybe I'll get um, Apple TV. Yeah, that is it. Gogs. Nothing pass. You don't watch anything. I I had like a really shitty week last week. I had like no time to, to like watch the. I watched one thing. I watched the remake of The Grinch with the uh, Benedict Cumberbatch with my kid. It's fine. The That's remake. All. Oh, the cartoon. The cartoon. It's fine. But yeah, like, I didn't have a chance to watch anything else. It's by the the Minions people, right? Like, yeah. I mean, um, it's Illumination. That Illumination or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to imagination. It's fine. I did eat a shit ton of tiramisu that Alec gave me for my birthday, which was outstanding. Ooh, I love tiramisu. Oh, so good. Um, Sean, I watched one thing uh, just to tag up on Alex Thomas Hayden Church thing. I watched Sideways because I'd never seen it before. Oh, how was think. that? I, I liked thought it. it was terrible. I oh. thought it was like it's like it's like a movie for. It, it's like the favorite movie of boring people. It's one of those kind of like, oh, isn't this so clever? Like. I thought Sean was going to say he, he burned through his Ned and Stacy box set. I mean, anybody? <laughs> That's a deep cut. Man, I, I, I prefer Dharma and Greg personally. <laughs> now, I was watching Bob Hart's Abishola all week. Is, oh, uh, my God. Wow. <laughs> is, um, is Paul Giamatti not good in it? He's in there, I mean, right? He's, he's good. He's Paul Giamatti, but just the movie is fucking terrible. Isn't the movie just about alcoholics to try to justify their alcoholism by becoming winos? Yeah, kind of, but it's also like a, like a slice of life about relationships. It's really not good. Like, I barely paid attention. I was yeah, too busy like drawing swingers Cyclops for old skin. men. Kind of, yeah. It's like, it's like if a, a Target wine t-shirt was also a movie, it would be that. You know what I mean? Like, ooh, it's Cougar margarita clock, that kind of shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I wanted to, like real quick is I think TJ put it on um, Facebook. We we're watching the football games. He's like, I, people still watch network TV, and I'm like, yeah, because all the shows are just called like FBI or <laughs> Hospital. Yeah, but, like it's like 11 million people watch this. Like, holy yeah. shit! But it's, it's. I mean, I only get exposed to that stuff when I watch football because you know those are on network, so they show the commercials. But it's like literally, Sean's absolutely right. The, the, today was CBS, so their biggest show is something called FBI. And then when you watch Fox, they have a show called like 911. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck is this crap? I mean, it's like, it's, it's like Rick and Morty. It's like, it's, it's just called FBI. <laughs> so I was going, I had to do some, uh, for my job, I had to, to take a tour of one of our local, uh, one of our local TV stations to, to maybe do some work there. And like walking down the hall, it's posters for shows that look like they should have been on the Cole show. Like they're all promoting this thing for like I guess it's the local CBS or ABC affiliate. It's like it's like it's like dog detective or yeah, like it's fucking ridiculous car boat. Like, <laughs> like, 
I mean, I'd watch Car Boat. I can't wait for the new season of Car Boat. Well, it's just funny, right? Because like, I feel I feel like over the last, I don't know, twenty years, probably longer than that, like TV has changed, and you know, ever since like The Sopranos, I guess, and TVs kind of look different, and now. Uh, like every every channel now has like their prestige shows. You know what I mean? It, for a little while, it was just HBO, and then it expanded to like AMC and stuff like that. But then like those all go to like streaming channels now. I feel like and now now the streaming channels have their own prestige shows. So it seems like the the FBI's and the like. There is another show that's just called Emergency Room. It's still ER. It's still around. Um, that I feel like that shit is so outdated. But apparently, some uh, millions of people watch it. I don't know who. Like, I, I feel like, you know, I guess, like, you know, obviously, there's a demographic older than us that still like just clings to watching that crap. But I, I just don't know. So like, remember all the, remember what was it forgetting Sarah Marshall? All the dumb shit Kristen Bell was in. Oh, it was yeah, like, the, yeah. It was like it's blind justice. justice. The pet mentalist. Yeah, the pet. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was watching some Kroll show. It was like dentist the mentalist, and it was a psychic dentist who knows when you're going to get cavities. It's like that sort of dumb shit. Yeah, I mean it's crazy, and like I, I don't know. Again, like just watching regular TV in general, aside from like a few things that stand out, obviously like Bob's Burgers. Maybe that's it <laughs> that I can think of off the top of my head. Like I don't I don't know. It's just it just seems so foreign to me. Like, uh, but well, what do I know? I don't know. Obviously, uh, maybe I'm out of touch. I don't. I don't know. I don't think people younger than us watch any of that shit. I can tell you that. No, the children are the ones who are out of touch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and who's next? Who hasn't gone? You. You, got, you said you didn't watch anything, right? Uh, yeah, I, I only watched. I only watched one thing. Uh, I I was planning on watching more, but what always happens is I start watching something too late, and then I get tired, and I was like, eh, I'm going to bed. I watched. Watch- did you watch Space Babes from Outer Space? No, that was what I, I was started thinking. watching. That. Well, now you bring it up. How how much did you watch? Did you watch ten percent of it in your microwave? <laughs> no, no, no. I watched. <laughs> I stood in front of my smart fridge and I watched thirty percent of it as I ate old pasta. No, I got to the point where I got to the strip. Dude, club. You got a smart fridge? No. Oh, my fridge is dumb as hell. <laughs> that would be cool. Did, did you guys end up talking about New Mutants last week? I didn't listen. Yeah. Yes. Did you watch that? Not yet. It's pretty good. Oh, okay. I I don't know. I enjoyed it. I didn't think it's a it's a disjointed mess, but it's still kind of fun at the end of the day. Like the characters are cool. Uh, you kind of want the movie that it hints at being. That's that's what I will say. Uh, so anyway, how much of the, the Space Babes movie did you watch, guys? I'm just like the part where they got to the strip club and then the scrotes were. Like snipping panties to figure out where they were. I mean, it was it was the parts I watched were hilarious. All right, well, I will watch it before next show. Uh, but no, I didn't watch that. I watched on Amazon Prime for free. I watched one of the weirdest uh, westerns ever to be made. It was also one of the weirdest titles ever. It's called Django Kill. If you live, shoot. <laughs> um, it's. The weirdest fucking spaghetti western you will ever see. Half of it's like a weird horror movie, and then half of it's a western, and then some of it kind of feels like a Alejandro Jodorowsky movie. There's two crucifixions in this movie. Uh, 
there's a child that kills himself. Um, there is uh, presumed vampire moles. It's insane. This movie is totally insane. Uh, it starts out with uh, your protagonist, who isn't named Django. Uh, this is uh, Django. The Django franchise, for lack of a better term, uh, Italy did this a lot back in the '60s. So the first Django movie with Franco Nero was pretty popular, and what they did was they just took that title. And they just stitched it on to any like vague spaghetti western with like uh, a hero with no name, and uh, so this was yeah, like, it's like um in the the great white hype where he's like I'm not Irish is like it's a boxing thing just means you're white like in Italy Django just means it's a cowboy movie it's, it's, it's all it is and uh, it's it's great it's so it is literally the strangest it's one of the strangest films I've ever seen and that's saying quite a bit. Because I've seen a lot of strange movies, but like the the level of weirdness in this movie is kind of like just absurd. Like if you break down scene to scene, it's just I don't even know how they made it. It's like one of those things where they probably just made it in a weekend. But uh, it might be more of a less of a stylistic choice and more of just like let's just get this fucking thing done, and then they accidentally make this like weird art house movie. Uh, but I can't say it's not compelling as hell, and it's only like ninety-five minutes long. It's pretty, pretty short. Uh, so it's free on Amazon. If you want to watch something like crazy and just absurd, uh, I highly recommend it. It's also like the most, probably the most violent spaghetti western you will ever see. Um, there's just ridiculous. Like it's a horror movie level of gore. In this movie, like Jesus. left and right, like people are just getting their heads blown off or hung, or again, uh, two people are killed by uh, gold, like being poured on them, like fucking uh, what's his name, sister or brother, yeah, Game of Thrones. Uh, at one point in the movie, these guys are killed with golden bullets, and then the town finds out they were killed with golden bullets, and they literally ripped them apart with their hands, like their corpses they get ripped apart to try to dig out the golden bullets. Jesus. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> wait, 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 would you watch this on? It's on Prime. It's for free. On oh, Prime. And again, it's called it's called Django Kills If You Live Shoot. Uh, it's fantastic, and I highly recommend it. It's the best out of all the Django sequels, because a lot of them are just kind of boring. This is certainly not boring. <laughs> so, that's all I watched. So cool. let's get into uh, let's get into our feature presentation. Gogs, what happened in Top Gun? Um, all right. So uh, movie opens as a uh, a flight deck procedural with a lot of people moving batons and scooching around, hooking up catapults and such to launch Tomcats into the air. Uh, you get to learn about everyone who made the movie because all the credits start before the movie starts. And then you're introduced to uh, our protagonist, uh, Peter Maverick Mitchell, and his best friend, Don't Know Goose, Don't Know, um, and him and a guy named Cougar and an incredibly tall Tim Robbins 
are out flying around to the Indian Ocean where they encounter some pigs. How does his tall ass fit into that cockpit? Couldn't figure it out because his ass is like six eight, and it's great at the end of the movie where they put him they next just to like, the bottom out like. Oh, it's just his feet are dangling like, like Fred Flintstone. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's funny yeah. to see him. Like I get why Tom Cruise can fit in there because he's like a manlet. Yeah. He's so tiny in this movie. Like I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't get over. I know, I know he's short. And it's funny on the internet it says he's five eight, but I would argue that he's shorter than that. He's five eight he's like, heels. I think he's like five six. Like he's very short, and it's noticeable in this movie. But they should like this movie should have been about submarines where you use short people, but. Instead, it's about aircraft. So uh, they go uh, wing to wing. I don't know what the aircraft equivalent of toe to toe is with a couple of MIGs because this is the Cold War. Uh, they each lock on to each other. Everybody says, oopsie daisy, and the MIGs fly away. So then Maverick's like, I right, we out. And his boy Cougar starts looking at his picture of his wife and his kid who he said he's never met. He's never met the kid or he's never met the wife. Not I certain. assume he's never met the kid, but... I guess but he said, I, guess, he said I got a wife and kid I've never met. I'm like, I guess I have a wife, comma, wife. and kid I never met. Oh, I'm I'm a wife, <laughs> semicolon, yeah. and a kid I never met. So he, he's... Kid I never met, question mark? So, uh, <laughs> so Cougar starts what I would call the, uh, the trope, the Top Gun trope of super sweaty faces. Because Everyone everyone's face in this movie is wet. Everyone is wet all the time. All the movie. time. And if they're not wet, they're getting in or out of the shower. They're getting ready there's to get so wet. Many, there's so many shower scenes in, and post-shower scenes in this movie. It's so oh, fucking yeah. weird. This movie must and, have been shot in a bathhouse. Like, and later on in the movie, Tom Cruise goes to, to bang uh, the, the, the his love interest. I can't remember her name. And he, he, he never leaves. bangs Anthony Edwards. No, I wish. He he leaves his his super hot guy volleyball match, where in which he then he puts on his he plays in jeans, which is very strange. So he plays in jeans. He gets all sweaty. Then he puts his bomber jacket on, goes to drive to his girl's house, where he's gonna bang. And he's like, "Do you mind if I take a shower?" And it's not even his girl yet. She's like, she invited him over to dinner to pump him for information because she's an aerospace scientist. And he, well, his opener is his opener is. Hey, can I take a shower in your house? Which is well, you know, knowing old. now what we know about Tony Scott and how much he loves water and high velocity, like it, the movie makes a lot more sense, right? Yeah. So, but anyway, anyway, so back to what happened. Did, did, so, Cougar, did get that joke? No, he jumped off a bridge and died. Oh, oh. so so Cougar and Merlin almost get got. Uh, because Cougar loses his mind, he does a little flippy do landing, which reminded me very much of Top Gun, the NES game. Uh, as a result, yeah. he turns in his badge and his quits wings. the Navy. Uh, you forgot to mention, at, at one point, uh, Maverick and Goose go inverted with this MIG and give him the finger. And then Goose takes a Polaroid, because I guess you're allowed to have that just flopping around in the fucking cockpit. So, fine. <laughs> um, so... Uh, dude turns in his keys to his Tomcat and just, I guess, walks off the aircraft carrier to go home. Uh, and then uh, he, grabs a, he grabs one of the planes on his way like, out. Yo, peace, I'm out. Bitch, I'm gone. So then he, uh, so then uh, uh, I never thought about that. He's like, you I can't, also, you can't just oh, quit the I'm Navy. The like, that's not how it works. I'm out in the middle of the fucking ocean. Yeah, you're in the Indian Ocean. Like, later. What the fuck am I going to do? 
So uh, deuces. So then uh, Goose and Maverick walk in on uh, their commander, who is not Ed Harris, and they get dressed down like he's this thing. Principal, he, he's Principal Strickland. Principal Strickland. Yeah, they get he gets dressed. They get dressed down like this is a 1980s cop movie. Like it's all the classic. Your 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 pants will be dangling with figs. Like your your butts uh, you are on the be, line out there. You will be flying a plane full of rubber dog shit out of Hong Kong. <laughs> it is. It is. It is perfect. It is amazing. And then he goes, "Guess what? I have to do. I have to give your ass to. You got your wish. You get to go to Top Gun or whatever." Yeah. Because... Don't you, does anybody find this odd that like they have to send somebody no matter what? Yeah. Like, you have to send. Not, no, no, no. Yeah. It's like we MLB, have to send. It's like MLB rules with the All Star game. You gotta, yeah. <laughs> We have to send. We have to send the top one percent, not of the entire navy, but the top one percent of whoever's on our boat. Also, can I just can I just real quick? I, I, I this shows my complete ignorance of our military forces. But what the fuck does the air force do if the navy's got jets? They they fly off of land. Oh, air so force. They're... So naval aviators. They also take off like like Pax River down where we live. That's a naval aviation place but like i guess airports, they don't have they don't have boats they don't got aircraft there's also there. army aviators like they have and marines yeah they have marine so there's marine aviator there's all sorts of all bull- the all the disciplines this is like centurions dude it should be armies on the ground navies right. in the water air forces in the air don't just don't 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 argue um <laughs> and the coast anyway, they're guard, like the coast guard just stands on our nation's beaches with guns yeah, All the Coast Guard does is, water. is steal weed and go to Golden Corral. I tell you what, I do love just as a big tangent. I did love that in because I'm a big you know Dark Horse Aliens weeb. Like yeah. in that universe, the Coast Guard was also Space Force because they considered like like the orbit around the Earth the coast, and they just put the Coast Guard out there. I love that. Anyway, it's like uh, Sword in the X Men universe. Yeah. So. um... So they're like, so Principal Strickland's like, y'all are going back to school. So they get to fly out to California. <laughs> he's all that guy is also in uh, Masters of the Universe, isn't he? Yeah, he's a Mohol alumnus. Yeah, oh, is yeah. he? Yeah, he's. Uh, I forget he who is he. I remember him in the movie. I can't remember who he was. He's in just some I, cop that gets sucked yeah. into attorney. Remember, I, we loved it. him because he's like the one person in a movie that reacts like to being sucked into a parallel dimension. Like, what the fuck is this? Who you know what I mean? He's kind of great. I love it. I love he's, like yeah, he's fantastic. Yeah. So you get they go back to they go to back they go back to school, and you get to meet Michael Ironside's character, um, Jester. Jester, and you get to meet Tom Skerritt's character, Viper, who is yeah. the greatest. And you get a you get a brief rundown. Oh, there was a there was a there's some words in the beginning of the movie. It was like. Americans lost their edge in dogfighting in Vietnam, so we invented this school to make them better at dogfighting. So here's Top Gun. And then, Dog, so you, you might appreciate this because I saw this movie so young. Like I always associate Tom Skerritt with this, as Viper than as Dallas. You know what I mean? I'm like, wow. when I saw Alien, I'm like, oh, there's Viper. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So I was, yeah, because I, I was like, oh, I mean, I love Dallas, and I also love him in Mash. I love that movie too. Um, Mash is great. So. They're like, all right, you guys are the biggest swing of dicks in the Navy. It's time for you to win the Top Gun trophy over the next five weeks because we do this every five weeks with other swinging dicks. It's like, okay, <laughs> that's fun. Uh, who's the best? And then a little baby Tom Cruise. And I was looking this up. Tom Cruise in this movie is like 24. And Anthony Edwards, also 24 in this movie. 
Holy and fuck shit. Who's taking a pee? <laughs> Me. Sorry. <laughs> nice. uh, and ice. You know you can mute yourself. Like you know, I could, but why deprive yeah, everybody? Right, yeah. And ice, Iceman is uh, so Val. Kilmer's I forgot 20- the phone was in my pocket. <laughs> Iceman's twenty-seven in this movie, and Rick Ross, a bitch, uh, who is also in Terminator. I didn't realize. Um, is like I think he's like twenty-seven as well. So Slider, Rick, Slider, yeah. yeah. Rick so Ross, that's the kids. That's the actor's name, Rick Rossovich. But he was the boyfriend. He was Sarah Connor's roommate's boyfriend. Oh yeah, in Terminator. Oh, so, okay. so they're all like, "Who's the best?" And then fucking everybody's like, "Oh, that's Iceman. He never makes any mistakes." Like telegraphing that for later. And then, uh, fucking Conrad McMaster's from Walker Texas Rangers, just like, "Hey, I'm gonna get a racist nickname." And then Maverick's like, "I'm the best." And Anthony Edwards is like, "I'm just fun loving. Everybody likes me." So then. They start doing flight school, and there's a hard deck, and everybody's whippity-doo, zipping around, and at some point, they go to a bar, and they sing in an old lady, and it becomes super okay. rapey, because... Pause. Go Real ahead. quick. I, I know I put this on Facebook, but you probably didn't see it. This movie's so gay that they have a scene where he hits on a woman to set up a musical number of a bunch of sailors <laughs> singing. Like, but, like, <laughs> can we take a step back and, like, look at, like, like, that scene from, like, nowadays perspective? Like, this woman goes to a bar... She gets approached by these two gentlemen who sing at her, and then every man within, like, I don't know, 15-foot radius surrounds her and screams a song at her apropos of nothing. Like, yeah. there, And then... There's also, hang on, there's also a very subtle nod to Maverick's intense homosexuality. One of the first nods where the bet is you have to have carnal knowledge of a of woman a this woman. time. This yeah. time on the premises. <laughs> so then, so, yeah. He, well, but and the other, the craziest thing, the most, <laughs> the most eighties thing about it is, is she's like, wait, she's into it. She's a, she's into it enough that yeah. when he follows her into the bathroom and proposes banging her on like the fucking the the sink counter, she is not I, immediately gonna, repulsed. I, I'm going to give the eighties a pass on this because look at Tom Cruise in this movie. He is, he like, is yeah, handsome. Of his beauty, like he like. <laughs> I, Watching he this, really like, was beautiful. Well, watching he this, pull that move then, today. And, this like, Tom Cruise, yeah, I I felt like he looked like a guy. He looked like every goddamn '80s anime protagonist. Like, I know that Japan loves Tom Cruise and this era specifically, and it's like I couldn't stop thinking about it. Like with the fucking glasses and the bomber jacket. I mean, he looks like fucking Shenyu. So, like, so <laughs> we're watching. I mean, Shenyu looks like him, but that's what they're going. For, you know what I mean? Like, so. That's the, so Liz and I are watching this, we're talking about it, and we're like, Tom Cruise is disproportionately handsome compared to Kelly McGillis. She's... Oh, yeah, that's why the bathroom move works. Yeah, but she's also, I'm going to say, completely unnecessary in this movie. Like, her character is completely unnecessary. Like, every scene she's in, like, the relationship movie here is between Goose and Tom Cruise, right? And then it's about Maverick's kind of struggles with himself. You can have... Uh, yeah, all- his very specific struggle with himself. Yeah, but I mean, like, everything... <laughs> but, like, everything in the movie... Like, like I don't care about their... I care way more about Goose and uh, Meg Ryan than I do about... Kelly also, McGillis. Love, he's in love with Goose, and Meg Ryan is desperately trying to pretend that he is straight so she doesn't run off with his husband. Right, like, but I mean, like... Scene- there's a scene where Meg Ryan's talking to Kelly McGillis, and she is like, "Look how straight Maverick is! Isn't he so straight? He fucked eight chicks one time, and then this other chick, and then blah 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 blah." It's like, right? Yeah. 
So then, so the, then, the, the most intimate moment in the movie is when Anthony Edwards goes, "Hey, do you remember the name of that truck driver school we saw?" Implying that they were like laying together at night, watching late night television, someplace. It's like Wayne and, and Garth on the hood of the Mirthmobile, looking at yeah. airplanes. I mean, yeah. you can be laying in different beds and watching TV in a hotel room together. Yeah, you could, but if I mean, you, if you don't want to have any fun. Yeah, but why would you? Yes. Yeah. So they. Uh, so school progresses. They go to fighter pilot midterms. Um, Iceman's in the lead because whoever's winning by points gets to go. I don't know. They get a plaque or some shit. Yeah, it's like the way the old BCS standings used to work. Right. <laughs> uh, there's some sexy volleyball. Everyone wants to. Uh, Kelly McGillis wants to pump Tom Cruise for information, literally and figuratively, because she wants to get a promotion about MIGs. Um. So. Uh, school progresses as school wants to, and like everyone's midterms, one of your best friends gets killed because you screwed up. Um, he didn't. He didn't, he didn't screw, screw up. up. No, and that's Val Kilmer right. Screwed up. So that's the thing. After that, after Val Kilmer for the whole movie, they tried to make him be the villain because he's kind of a dick, but really he was all about safety and, and, then and he's perfection. The one who did the most unsafe thing and caused Goose to die. Yeah, right. Iceman kind of needs to be more of a dick to play the role he needs to be in this movie because he's not like, really. Movie, he's not a dick. He's just like, do it the right way. Like we're a team. You can't leave your your guys yeah. out there hanging. Yeah, he's yeah. not like he's not in the race. He's more like a pace car. Like also, he's just what you got to measure yourself against. Also, for as for as many times as I've seen this movie, I thought he was in it a lot more. He's like not in this movie a lot. I felt he's like the, I mean, he's in the, the final act. He gets his. Dude. Apparently, yeah. he didn't want to do this movie at all. It was Val contractually. Kilmer? Yeah, he was contractually obligated. Really, to the oh, studio. Shit. Like he he wanted nothing to do with it. I well, wonder why it was a big hit. I mean, this is a huge movie. It is. So oh, he didn't want to be second fiddle. Ah, uh, that makes sense. He's third fiddle. He's maybe no. Fourth. He's second fiddle. I would say no. Second. Anthony Edwards. Yeah, I guess. Until he dies. Anthony Edwards compared to Toad. Wait, what? what? Val Kilmer. Never I mean, it, whatever. He was in ER. I know, Doctor <laughs> Green. To bring that he back, in, he was a real genius. That shit's awesome. Wasn't that Val also was Val? They're both in that movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So they they finish up school. Anthony Edwards gets fucked up through a jet wash incident. Uh, they don't court martial. Maverick, and his death scene looks fucking awful. That is like, yeah, horrific. Yeah. It is yeah. terrifying. Like when he hits the the, the chamber, the deck, whatever they call yeah, it, like, the, the canopy. Like, canopy. His head just like flops. All yeah. I could like, think I about think they legitimately killed somebody to get that. Shot <laughs> well, they from... did legitimately kill a pilot in this movie. That's oh, for real. Oh, yeah. really? I mean, they, yeah, they there... must have spent a lot of money, or the Navy donated a lot of money. Because there's so, some really great plane shots. Yeah. Um, so a, a, a pilot died while they made this? Yeah. I did like, not know that. Do you know what scene or like... No, I don't. I can look it up, but... It was probably like, during the Great Balls of Fire scene. <laughs> <laughs> it was during the bar scene at the end. Yeah, he just <laughs> drank himself to death. <laughs> um, so... Uh, I, when when Goose died, all I could think about was that scene. Uh, was the same scene from uh, Hot Shots, where John Cryer's character ejects into the bottom of Topper Harley's plane, and then <laughs> yeah. Washout keeps stomping his head. It's like, I got you, buddy. 
It's like feet are dangling out of the plane. Um, so anywho, uh, so uh, Maverick is cleared of all charges. He's all fucked up. Uh, by now he is banged Kelly McGinnis and like there's a super ham-handed scene. Oh, there's a super ham-handed scene in flight school where they're analyzing before before Maverick and Goose have their incident and Goose dies where Maverick's like maneuvers were wrong but they worked and it was ballsy and everybody loved it but and but the rule lovers hated it and then she chased him down in an MG or whatever the fuck that thing is and she's like I don't want anyone to know how hard I've fallen for you and I was like looking at Liz like this is the like her character is written so bad like so oh, yeah. bad she's a um, woman she's a woman because in they a, don't understand yeah. heterosexual relationships Tony Scott doesn't <laughs> whoever wrote the script for this doesn't Okay, so anyway. Like every tender moment in this movie, except for like a small one between Meg Ryan and Goose, is between two men. It's between two men, yeah. So yeah. now, so you get, uh, so he's all fucked up because Goose is dead. He kind of quits and maybe flies away, but then shows up at Viper's house the next day. And then Viper says, hey, I knew your dad. He was a real stand-up dude. The State Department will never tell you that he was a hero. And they told you he just stole the plane and flew away forever. But, you know, it's better to keep his memory tarnished forever than give him his due i don't Good. know and some pause some weird scene go ahead so the one of the two people wrote this but one of the guys jim cash who wrote who was uh, one of the co-writers he wrote man this is some nightmare this is on elm some, street too no he wrote legal eagles which is a terrible movie the secret of my success which actually isn't that bad turner and hooch dick tracy Oh, two bangers. Dick Tracy, Anaconda, the Flintstones, Flintstones Vega Rock Vegas. That was the sequel, if you remember. The second Anaconda. Yeah, the second Anaconda, and that's it. Anaconda does, I believe. He died in 2000. Curse Curse of the Blood Orchid. Ah. And then Jack Epps Jr., the other guy. Oh, I guess they were writing partners because he's got all the same credits. They were partners in many things. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not, I'm not trying to make fun of this, but this movie is like impossibly gay. Yeah, yeah. Um. So now, where are we? Oh, so he, so he also turns in his keys and quits the navy. Everyone keeps doing this, which I just don't fucking understand. Um. And then they're like, okay, maybe I won't quit the navy. And then he goes back in the air and he can't engage or whatever, and blah blah also, blah. Also, not for nothing, the most likely scenario if, if uh, Maverick's dad. My dad's name was Mr. Maverick or whatever, but uh, yeah. if he died in some kind of like weird thing they weren't supposed to be involved in, they would have just said he died in a training accident, not that he is literally missing and we're we have a plane unaccounted for. That's he not just flew away forever. Or... And yeah. here's not speaking of planes unaccounted for. There's a lot of scenes where they're talking about how much the planes cost, and it's less about you know the pilots' lives. It's like you yeah. know, so I was like, oh, that's an interesting approach. So anywho. Uh, they're like, Viper's like, you know what? You've got enough points to show up to graduation. So he's like, okay. And then they have graduation at like, I don't know, uh, the Four Seasons Lawn Care. And everybody's like in their dress whites, uh, chugging champagne. And then Maverick shows up to be a good dude and congratulates Iceman on being perfect. And so everyone's half lit on liquor. And he's like, you've got orders. We've got a crisis. The boat flew into a zone and now there's stuff. And it's like, oh, shit. So they send Wolfman and Hollywood, and Iceman, and Slider, and they send Maverick without uh, a second-in-command, but you already know it's going to be Tim Robbins, because he's the only guy in this movie with a name. So, 
Uh, they're back out on the Enterprise like almost immediately, and uh, Maverick and Merlin are hanging back because Iceman and the other three guys are trying to intercept some MIGs, and the MIGs like pull a Gremlins and just keep multiplying. Like there's two, and there's four, and there's six, and there's eight or something. Why? Why are the MIGs attacking? So there was a because disabled it, boat imp- that crossed international water lines. They were entering communist waters. Is what I understood. Is that correct? Yeah, I John? feel like the implication. Yeah, the implication of this movie though is that World War Three has just started, or it's but, willing to. It's, this could be the jumping off point, but somehow. I mean, when you have like American and Soviet forces in a hot war shooting each other down like right. in a sortie, like that's war. Like they are at war at this point. That is war. And and there's and we'll touch on this in a minute, but we'll hold that thought. So now. They fly out there. The MIGs shoot down uh, Hollywood and Wolfman, but they're going to be okay. So now you're left with just Iceman against six of these planes. So they send Maverick and uh, Merlin, and then Maverick uh, loses his mind and pulls out, uh, and then uh, he gets to pull out King Rick. And then he becomes nice. He uh, he gets uh, he has a use the Force Luke moment. With uh, the spirit of Goose's dog tags, and decides to reengage, and then he does the scene from Hot Shots where he makes the he does the breaks and he blows up all well, the migs. They and... also do that at the beginning of this movie. Yeah, yeah, they do it. Yeah, I love that. Um, so dog fighting ensues. Uh, four of the migs get shot down. One of the Tomcats gets shot down. Uh, then you are they the other two bug out. Uh, and then everybody gets to go uh, back to the end scene from Star Wars where everybody congratulates uh, Tom Cruise, and then Carrie Elwes and Topper Harley get to have a hug-it-out moment. And then after fighting, after being on, like, one successful mission, Tom Cruise in the locker room is like, I'm going to go be a teacher. because well, no, they, they also no, make this they, weird statement where he's like, how does it feel to be on every newspaper? Right, so that's what I wanted to get at. Like, who's publishing this? Like an all like that wouldn't even be a headline, right? There wouldn't be like this particular pilot shot down. Three. No, it would be this like is, war is declared against the Soviet Union. Correct. Like, it's like it's, yeah, it's like nuclear nuclear holocaust any minute. Any minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't just be like uh, you know, closeted handsome man kills several communists. Like that wouldn't be the headline. He doesn't just say he wants to be a teacher. The, the sweaty, bald guy, the commander guy is like, they're saying you get your cho- choice of position or I forget the exact word. I'm yeah, yeah anything you want. is like, yeah, I'd say I want to be president of the United States. <laughs> um, uh, and- I, the implication of this scene that we, you know, the you're dangerous, you could, to me is that like Iceman's like uptight closeted homosexuality is not useful. Like, and Maverick's like reckless weirdness <laughs> is what saves the day so yeah and that's the other thing right so Iceman's character like, so since this is Val Kilmer Val, Val no Val Mber, like his character is really flat which I guess it's supposed to be because he's like all business yeah until being all business almost gets his ass killed um yeah but I mean like the dog fight well, I mean and that's it and the movie ends I guess yeah um, yeah, it does. You know, it, it does actually set itself up for a sequel more than I remember it. Right. I mean, because oh, he comes back to the bar, and there's a bar with a poster that just says Kansas City, and then Kelly McGillis's old ass is like, "Can I buy you a drink, soldier?" I don't know why she sounds like that. I don't um, know why. You, 
like this is another weird Gog thing where you call her old. She's probably relatively the same, close to the same age as the rest of the cast in this movie. Like it's probably like twenty seven. Hold on, how old is her ass? She's thirty something. Thirty then? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's not. She was. Born, she was born. She was born in fifty seven. Tom Cruise was born in sixty two. Yeah, that old bitch. Tells <laughs> the old ghost. Fucking gogs, gogs, and fucking just, just, just driving that with that gender gap. Just bit these bitches are getting too old. Dusty old. Yeah. <laughs> so anywho, Yikes. then the movie ends. Presumably yep. with him just teaching, like he flies one mission and now he gets to teach everybody everything. Like, shouldn't he have a more storied career? Like Viper was like the most successful. Dogfighter, like of all time. Well, this movie has a. But they don't dogfight. They don't fight that yeah, much anymore. They don't have a fucking war. That's the biggest problem with this movie, right? Like they don't have, like they they have no. You you don't have any combat. Like the scene in the end where they actually get into a combat situation is so fucking absurd. So now here's the other thing, right? So like yeah. they said that they do this like every five weeks, right? So this isn't like an annual thing. So like they're presumably was a class that graduated right before they showed up. Why weren't those guys the one that call, got called in for this mission? Because they were already there. They, they were right there, right? I mean, No, the, because they had to get back on the fucking Enterprise. They had to go back to, like, they were in fucking California. They got to get or, their ass out to the Indian Ocean. Like, what, shouldn't there already be Maybe something? they all quit. Oh, they all turned in their wings and yeah. did it. Wow. Um, but anywho, uh, that's Top Gun from the top. Yeah. Yeah, full of um, Kenny Loggins bangers. Uh, I know, it's, I know. We touched on the sweatiness of this movie, but there's a scene in particular, and it's right towards the end where they're in the the ready room or whatever, and they're just sitting there. And like, I get if it was the four of us in there, but these guys are <laughs> just dripping, like just like they look like a turtle wax commercial. There's so many beads on their faces. Like, it's well, I think absurd. at one point Tom Scarrett like kind of addresses it like they're flying over there it's like it's 110 degrees out there blah 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 yeah, so maybe they're, they're in just... a room in a bottom of a boat oh yeah that's a good point in the yeah. water yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um I, you mentioned the Kenny Loggins and yeah of course Danger Zone is like a memorable song Danger but like the thing I, when I think of Top Gun I just think of that if I wasn't yeah. so the video today, game. If I wasn't yeah. so lazy, I was going to try to learn how to play that on guitar today. But then I was like, nah, <laughs> nobody will care. You know, I, al- I always think of the seminal uh, playing with the boys. Play- that, well, that's short. That's also for- Kenny Loggins. We've brought up playing with the boys on this show a thousand times. Anytime that there's a scene that is like aggressively gay, it's the it's the playing. Playing with the boys. There's also, so there's much, the scene like, not even subtle, like that's three times I want that guy's butt. Somebody give me some butts. And yeah, then, that guy, oh, man, the guy is always I got in the a tower. Hard, yeah, I got a hard just, on. Keep giving me butts. <laughs> butts, who, butts, butts. Who plays volleyball in jeans? <laughs> yeah, he's wearing like, no they, shirt, full length jeans. I think well, not, I think Slider is in like like joggers. Well, not only are they playing volleyball in jeans, but they are playing at, like, an Olympic level. They're all incredible beach volleyball players, and I've never known one person to play beach volleyball oh. my entire life. While, while we're talking about the, the volleyball scene, that there's a weird, like, cut in that where 
you know, they, they, they're going back and forth. And then they have like this moment where Iceman and the other guy like huddle up, like they're about to do some kind of trickery yeah. and they just cut. And it, they no, yeah, and also they, and then, and then fucking Maverick, they win the game and then Maverick, they win. They just won the game. Yeah. And then, and then, back, all right, fake slash bunt or whatever. Well, yeah. And, and then, and, 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 and what it sets you up for is for like them to do like a dirty play and like Iceman like spikes the ball into like fucking Tom Cruise's face or something. Yeah, yeah it turns into even... beat the Fockers or whatever. Well, like, well, you whoever said it, I think it was TJ. Like Iceman's such a nominal villain in this movie. Like the real conflict is just Maverick and himself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, if anything, Iceman needs to be way more of an asshole than he is because him is like the guy you're supposed to root against doesn't work it's like alex said he's just a guy that's trying to go by the book like would i forget like i i haven't watched days of thunder in a long time but was the other racer in days of thunder kind of the same like archetype or was he just was he more of a dick i, think I haven't watched days of thunder a, in forever. that was rooker wasn't it it was michael rooker i believe yeah um what did you watch, we was he watch. rowdy yates we yeah. gotta watch. Uh, we gotta get a Tom Cruise month so we can. Didn't watch we have a Tom Cruise month? No, no we, we just, just watched, watched the Mummy. <laughs> and we also Alec, watched the like world. Alec, what did you think? Um. So I. Uh, oh, what did I write down? Hold on, let me get back to my notepad. Needs to be kind of, kind of slog, but there's some, there's fun fighter pilot stuff. Yeah, correct. Yeah, that's how I feel too. Yeah, <laughs> it is kind like, of yeah. if they're it's not a, flying their jets, it kind of sucks. It's a lot more sloggy than I remember. Like be. even the school, even the school scenes when they're flying their jets, like I'm, I'm invested in that. I'm like, this is fun. Yeah, yeah, the stuff where they're like up against Jester and Viper. And... I really enjoyed that shit. I, I love Ironsides. Like, and also, like, I, you know, we give Tony Scott a lot of shit because he's made a lot of crappy movies and now he's dead, so he's not good at being alive either. But... give him a lot of <laughs> shit because he's dead. Um, but, like, it's pretty impressive that he's able to keep those scenes coherent where he's just stitching together the cockpit and then, like, basically what stock footage from the fighter planes. You know what yeah, I mean? I it, think... The cockpit stuff is actually really good. It's like the it's very tense. Just yeah, like yeah. the claustrophobia of being in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, like mean, it's like claustrophobic. Like every scene where Anthony Edwards is like frantically looking around for like the other jets, you can you, yeah. you feel the tension of like, oh shit, I don't know where the guy that's going to shoot me is. But yeah. is that the point of having the second guy? He's like a spotter. No, the second guy is so the second guy I think is in charge of like radar. And is in Fuel charge of crap. weapons, I think. Can the second oh, okay. guy fly the plane too? Not like, according to that scene with Merlin and Cougar, because Merlin couldn't just take over. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. Well, no, they they definitely can't fly because no, uh, I mean like scene where. Well, no, they they're not trained to be pilots because Goose is that's like, "What happened, Slider? I thought you were going to be a pilot." Right. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And he's like, I fucked your mom. Yeah. Yeah. Most of those guys are just. Great balls of fire. They're just Dax, and they just want to take on the whole empire themselves. Yeah. Uh, So. You meant. I think Dax fucking. uh, Dax Shepard. Prescott. No. (laughs) He got his ankle ripped in half. Oof. R.I.P. Joe Burrow. The best part of this movie is the beginning where Danger Zone is playing, and there are just fighter jets doing fighter jet stuff. Yeah, that's like that the in- best scene in the whole movie where Danger Zone comes on. That intro rocks, with, rocks with them like uh, fucking landing on the aircraft carrier and shit—that is pretty badass. Because let's be honest, aircraft carriers are badass. 
I don't know what they, they shot are this insane. on. But this would be a great movie that if they shot it like on 70 to see an IMAX, you know what oh, I mean? Like, cool, yeah. There's one great scene that I know they didn't have GoPros, but whatever they did, however they mounted the camera, like kind of just just behind the cockpit, like on the right, when it's like going yeah. through a banking. There's, a, there's some really great like plain scenes in this mm-hmm. movie. Like they're a ton of fun. It makes the movie like it really does. Like it's it's visually very entertaining. Like when they get into those dog fighting scenes. So Danger Zone was written for the movie by like the soundtrack producer. Huh. Like Bruck, Bruckheimer wanted him to write something because they couldn't come up with a good song to put in place at Danger Zone. So they wrote it and then they offered it to Toto. No shit. <laughs> and then they band everybody to likes. Then they offered it to Brian Adams, who turned it down. What? Then they offered it to Ario Speedwagon, who turned it down. And then Corey Hart, who also turned it down. And then what Kenny a bunch Loggins. of idiots. Kenny, Kenny Loggins, Loggins is in the fifth scene? Oh, my yep. God. Well, that made, like, Kenny Loggins' career. Everybody knows Danger Zone. I don't think – wasn't Footloose before this, though? Oh, that's Footloose him, too? Was. Footloose, I'm All Right. Both of those are him, and I think God both damn, of those Kenny Loggins is like the fucking movie Kenny Loggins song. makes movie songs. Yeah. It's like him and uh, Randy Newman. Yeah, that's, Trent Reznor and Atticus Finch. It's funny that Toto Toto turned it down because then they went on to make the fucking Dune soundtrack. Did Berlin well, no, ever make another? This. Was it? Oh yeah, yeah. It was like eighty three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Did Berlin ever have another song? Uh, yeah. Didn't they? Didn't aren't they ninety nine Loft Balloons? Isn't that them? No, that's... Is that Berlin? Yeah. I think it is. Uh, Hold on. But, yeah, I forgot that they did take my breath away. Yeah, Footloose was 84, so Kenny Loggins had already had that in his bag before he got both Danger Zone and playing with the boys. You're reading that list, and all I can think of is that Jerry Bruckheimer has terrible taste in music. <laughs> and uh, yeah, oh. Danger Zone peaked at number two. It could not displace Peter Gabriel's Sledgehammer. That's a great song. The song rules. And was it Brian Adams had the whatever the song for Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves? So yeah, was, I mean everybody's got. Did Toto ever? Uh, oh, you told, he also to, had Summer of '69, right? That was Brian Adams. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But was that attached to any movie? I don't know, but that song was massive. It was big. Also, '99. Uh, 99 Red Balloons was Nana, not... Um, Cherry? No, I believe just, it's pronounced Nana. It's German, so however you say that. Like uh, Nana? Uh, also, but, but uh, Berlin, I don't think they were actually German. I just thought they were German because their name's Berlin. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like uh, Chicago. They were actually from Detroit. Shit. Uh, anyway, what else do we want to do? Anything else we want to talk about before we get into Five Knuckle Shuffles? Anything. No, you guys excited <laughs> about the? You guys excited about the sequel? I still think it's going to be after, after watching this. Yes, actually, yeah. yeah, that's a good point. I am like genuinely interested in the sequel now that I watch this. When I first saw the trailer, I was like, "Why?" But now after watching, I'm like, "I'll watch it." I'll see Is it. the sequel going to be like like Creed? Effectively, like he's just going to be the trainer that's got the young hotshot pilot he needs to take under his wing because I haven't watched any of the trailers for it. Goose's, yeah, son, the, Goose's son is one of the train one of the pilots. Oh, the young, Miles yeah, Teller. Yeah. Oh, I hope you know. Would be awesome is if it's just like a beat for beat remake of um, Whiplash with Tom Cruise. <laughs> like, look, you slobbering and crying all over my fucking F fourteen like a thirteen year old girl. Yeah. Was I? Were you? 
were you were you dragging or were you uh, what's the other what, jet what, lagging? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> were, no, what was that? What was the thing that he got caught in? Not that quite my Goose. engagement. No, there you go. And he, Maverick, Top Gun uh, Maverick, jet was gonna have flat spin. Flat, yeah. yeah. It has. It's gonna have a uh, Jason Mendoza in it. So I'm all who's in. that? The guy from uh, the Good Place. Mendoza. Oh, oh okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Man, he just said Jake Jordles. Yeah, yeah Jake. Jordles. I, I'm not excited that it's the same director as Tron Legacy. Oh God, Tron Legacy is so bad. So I had a weird. Speaking of Tron Legacy, like as I was watching this movie, I know it was actually Tom Cruise's face. But like his young, like perfect face was like this seemed like CGI. Like they just took Tom Cruise and like younged him up. Um, no, yeah, he is gorgeous in this movie. Like he is legitimately very pretty. I think this movie's turned you gay. Sounds I'm like. turned. Come on. Yeah. Well, you know how we we talk about like tombstones, like the movie for it's like the movies for men who like movies. Like Top Gun is that, but like for gay men that like movies. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, but this movie's not. Yeah. God. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, five minutes for shuffle time. Uh, uh, it's gonna be like a seven, I think. Wow. It uh, yeah, it was it was a slog for most of it, but goddamn, those fighter pilot scenes are just so fucking kick ass. It's hard to uh, I can forgive some of the other stuff because you can't just have an hour and fifty of all fighter pilot scenes. Yeah, I mean you could in that Iron Eagle. I, uh, you know, I, I feel like I've seen Iron Eagle, but I don't remember a lick of it. Iron Eagle is where the, um, the kid steals the plane to go rescue his father from a prison camp. Luke it's like, that the plot? Isn't it in, like, World War II? Or am I thinking of something? No, like no. There's Iron Eagle 4, all the World War II vets steal all their planes that, out of a that's museum. The, that's <laughs> Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's not great. Like by any stretch, it, it definitely has problems. And it definitely drags at points, but fuck, man! Just watching those fighter, those fighter pilots do their shit and and play in danger zone a thousand times. Like that's apparently that's all I need in the movie. Uh, CJ, uh, this is a tough one for me. I I think it's like a eight. Uh, but this is definitely a movie that I don't know if I can really watch too objectively because, again, I have a big fondness for this movie. I watched this movie, a, like, so many times. I probably watched this movie more than, like, like Empire Strikes Back. And it's funny because I don't, like, when I think about, like, favorite movies or, like, movies that I truly love, what the hell? <laughs> what? Uh, I don't think a Top Gun. Like, I don't think a, like, I would, you could ask me, you know, what my 10 favorite movies are. I'd never, ever think of Top Gun, but I've watched it so many times and it was, it was pretty influential on me as a kid. Um, but, but I'm watching it now with, uh, you know, our more critical lens, like it's, it's entertaining. Um, it's funny how over the top and tropey it is. Like it's kind of endearing how silly it's written. Um, but the fighter pilot sequences are great. Um, and it's you know it doesn't overstay its welcome either, which is always uh, always nice. So yeah, it's a, it's gonna be an eight for me, dog. Uh, Sean, I also can't rate this objectively. I'm gonna give it a nine. This movie like slaps. It's like it's, <laughs> it's like less of a movie to me than like um 
like ACDC back in black. Like it's not like a perfect album, but it's like very comforting. I can just put it on and I know all the words and I know all the beats and like I can have fun cleaning the house while it's on. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. And of I, course. And I also like uh, love how like disinterested Maverick is in Kelly McGillis. Like even when she shows up at the end, he's kind of like just kind of like yeah, all right, whatever, cool. Like he is like desperately in love with Goose. <laughs> and I don't know, man. Like I fucking love this movie. Like it's so funny though that Kelly McGillis is so like even disinteresting as a love interest that when she repeats the uh, Meg Ryan has a really cute line where she's like, uh, "Take me to bed or lose me forever," and Kelly McGillis does it. It's so perfunctory. And Maverick's yeah. like, "I just want to take a shower and." possibly try on your shoes also the actual sex <laughs> the actual sex scene that they have is like the weirdest like it's all tongue-based really... oh it reminded it reminded me of the sex scene from gun that was a better sex scene <laughs> yeah it was very similar but yeah you can see his tongue like his tongue like licking her teeth yeah it's gross yeah. me and liz were talking about that and i was like well, that's just know how to kiss a woman no <laughs> But yeah, like I, I love this movie, and like again, I recognize everything that's wrong with it. But uh, it made me the twenty percent gay that I am today. So, like, without that, I don't know where I'd be. Probably closer uh, to like thirty now. Thirty, yeah, probably thirty-five. I'm, I'm not, I'm not in good enough shape to be thirty-five percent gay. Uh, goggles. Um, this is a seven for me. I don't I, like. I'm saying I think this is I'm the first shocked. time. I s- if, if you would have told me that Gogs would give this the lowest score out of anybody, I would have killed myself. Well, I mean, I matched Alex's <laughs> score, but uh, yeah. like still so this, lowest. Yeah, yeah, but this is like uh, still still fraculated. Still, fr- <laughs> so like this movie, like so high points, low points, right? The the dog fighting scenes are a lot of fun. Kenny Kenny Loggins shit slaps. I enjoy. I really do enjoy. Um, like from like an acting perspective, the relationship between Goose and Maverick, like I really do enjoy those scenes. Those scenes are great. And Anthony Edwards, I don't think gets enough credit. He's really good in this movie. Um, yeah, he is good in this movie. But like the scenes with Kelly McGillis, you can just throw them out. They're of no consequence to the film whatsoever. Uh, all the scenes at the school have a lot more like uh, teeth to them, which I really like. Um, but just in general, it is like it's a product of its time. It's real ham-fisted with a lot of it. It's very like 1986. Um, but yeah, and I, and and having not really like any like rose-colored glasses affinity for it, I got it's just you know I can sort of judge it objectively because I'm like hey, this is not necessarily my cup of tea. And there's parts of it that I enjoy, but it's not it's not like fucking tremendous. It's not like how I'm going to look at like a movie with a shit ton of flaws and still give a 10. Like, like fucking, Q the Winged like Serpent. Like Q the Winged Serpent or Big Trouble in Little China. Um, but yeah, it's you know it's a 7. It's you know fun. I, I am interested in seeing the sequel as a result. And like Tom Cruise isn't bad in it. Big Trouble in Little China has no flaws. I mean, I don't think so, but <laughs> look, I'm, 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 I'm completely unreliable in that one. But yeah, it's... um. And I, it's a shame. I guess it's kind of a shame. Unless we're gonna watch, are we gonna watch a Val Kilmer movie for our um, bonus week? Well, I I propose that we watch that jujitsu movie with Nicolas Cage and Tony Jaw. It looks absurd. It's on Amazon. <laughs> and you can you gotta rent it. But it, I mean, that was my yeah, suggestion. Yeah, yeah. It I looks, mean, it's, I guess it's it kind of a shame. Insane. 
it's kind of a shame that we're ending the 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 month on what I think is kind of a whimper performance by uh, Val Kilmer. But what are you gonna do? I don't. He's really. I don't think he's given anything to do. That's the biggest problem with it. I think his performance is fine. It's just his character just is barely. Well, his character's supposed to be like disassociated, like I guess, sort of like just he's like he's like it's like fucking Mavericks going up against a textbook or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's the plot of Stealth where they had to beat the robot. Well, like, it's kind of the plot of <laughs> it's kind of Star Trek because Mavericks, Kirk, and uh, Iceman Spock. Yeah, and then I was watching. So just right afterwards, like I was like. I was like, it's like they took the entire last scene from A New Hope and decided to make an entire movie out of it. Because I was like, I like rewatched like the trench scene, and I was like, oh, this is like, yeah, this is this is basically just that. And then I guess, and Liz was like, well, that's every dog fighting movie. I was like, yeah, but look how it all, look at all the beats, and look at the very end where they're all patting everybody on the back. Like it's oh, it's, can I, can, I'm sorry. Before we get off, can I mention something that's kind of fucked up? Phrasing. I like to get off. Um. <laughs> At the end, they do a freeze frame on all the pilots, like all of them, except for Sundown. Like, get, doesn't get a credit. Yeah. Also, also, his name is Sundown, which is very strange. Right. Like, I didn't, why, I didn't understand. I didn't know about the, the reference guy? that you knew. I just figured it was just like a sort I mean, of real offhanded fact. Like he's black. Like I like, could, I could be grasping at straws here, but like Sundown towns are a very well known thing. And, like, it's kind of strange that a black... Like, everybody else is named, like, Joker, Wolfman, Iceman, Maverick, Sundown. Like, like one of these things is not like the other. And then that guy that's... appreciate the the shorthand of the call sign being exactly what the character is. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But it just seems strange to me that the black guy is named Sundown. Like, it just seems strange. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's just a weird coincidence, but... I don't think so. It's it's weird. <laughs> it's definitely weird. Also, he's barely in the movie. It is weird. And he is barely in the movie. But he had to get ready to go uh, be on Walker, well, his, Texas Ranger. Yeah, his yeah. original call sign is it gets a little dark around here, wouldn't fit on the front of the helmet. <laughs> yeah. uh, Alright, well, that's Top Gun. So, you guys in Jiu-Jitsu is what we're watching? Yeah. Because it looks fucking nuts. I think yeah. it's it's a it's got movie the podcast written all over it. Maybe we wrote it. I maybe. Uh, they all took right. all of our episodes and they put it in one of those script writing machines <laughs> and they're like. <laughs> oh, also, uh, Scott Atkins posted a picture on the set. I guess he's working on a movie where Dolph Lundgren's directing it. Sold. Like a, a hell oh, sold. Yeah. yeah. I don't Man. care what it is. Yeah, it's Grey Gardens. Yeah, it could be How a are... cooking procedural. <laughs> That'd be amazing. It's Withering uh, Heights or whatever. Did you say a, a cooking procedural? Yeah. I'm trying, like, um, trying to wonder what those procedures would be. Like, what's her name? The movie where the, the girl tried to fight um, Julia Child through space and time? Uh, oh, my God. What's that one called? Isn't it called it's Julia? Called Julie Julia. Was that it? Yeah. But she that's, didn't try. That, that's not really the plot, is it? She tried to defeat no. her. She just <laughs> all her recipes. Because <laughs> if it's about some some lady trying to kill Julia Child throughout space and time, I kind of need to see that. Uh, anyway, all right, everybody, that's the show. Alec, you got anything to promote? Um, no. Thanksgiving. Yeah, big up, big ups to Thanksgiving. Everybody have a nice Thanksgiving. Just, just everybody, just stop wasting your time watching Ravens games. 
Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty rough. Sorry, buddy. But, you know, what are you going to do? Eat your own ass. And for Thanksgiving, don't don't go to Thanksgiving dinner. Just eat your own ass. That's the most safe, quarantine-friendly thing you can do. Make sure you get your ass at the proper temperature, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You gotta you gotta sanitize it first. Yeah. Use right. hand you sanitizer. Got, you gotta bake pull, your ass. Pull that bag of giblets out of there. <laughs> I got a turkey neck in my ass. <laughs> All right, everybody. See you uh, later. Good night. Bye bye. I'm looking forward to that jujitsu movie. Sean's just gone. Like, there's no need yeah, to just, he, he just even have a moment to talk. No, nope. with his boys.